Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. I'm Kate Dillon from Crate Insider, and of course, I'm here today with Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. And uh, Steve, so t- tell us, how's your week been since the... It's been okay. Um, but I'm thinking we need to like, pause a little bit and like, you know... It happens a lot of times on here. <clears throat> I've been not- noticing this with a lot of podcasts I watch. Is YouTube has got a delay now? They all have a delay. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Honestly. Yeah, they all have a delay. But you know, for for the uh, for the benefit of our podcast yeah. listeners who are going to listen after the fact, yeah. uh, just a just a reminder for anybody who is listening afterwards, we do go live on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. We used to go at 8, but now it's 7 p.m. Eastern trying to catch some of that daylight so we can be outside here on the patio. Um, There's actually a hill behind us is what, this is just the curtain so we don't get uh, weird glare because that's the western sun behind us and it can create like a backlight. So so that's why, you know, well, we just just like to shoot in this direction. (laughs) I guess we've shot the other direction. Well, middle of summer, we'll probably switch it's possible. Direction, yeah. 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 So it might get darker and darker as the, yeah. as the show goes <laughs> on for sure. Um, but, but yeah, to answer your question, I had, a, yeah, it was a good week. I mean, got stuff out the door, got stuff done. So anytime we can do that, it's a, it's a good week. Good. Good. I'm not as fast as what we want to, but you know, there's just yeah. limitations to, <laughs> to what one can do in a week. So. It's, it's 2022. Yeah. I mean, 2022 is... You know, of course, we're running into supply shortages on everything. So that's also an issue, but... Oh, and don't forget about price increases. Oh, the price increases? Yeah. It's like stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to day to to the times ahead where we can have stability in pricing. That's what I'm... And, and stability in supply <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see... In the foreseeable future, I don't see that it's happening, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. So if you're here with us live, um, drop into the comments, say hi, tell us where you're from, and if you have any questions, we that's one of the reasons why we're here. It's actually the main yeah. reason we're here, of course, is to answer your questions live on the show. Right. Have there been any questions that you've been receiving this week? I mean, nothing. Well, this week, I mean, today's well, Monday, but like within the last week. Yeah, since I mean, the last show. Honestly, not a whole lot. I mean. I mean, I had a question today from a guy asking if I sold matched rocker arms. Do you? No. I know. I actually no, I, saw no, your post last week. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it was a, it was a joke. And you sold matched valve covers, though. Oh, it was matched valve covers that you were. That's, that's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not sell matched rocker arms. Yeah, just so um, y'all know, that is not even a thing. It, it's, it's a scammy place trying to make it into a thing. <clears throat> which is why I got the phone call today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, per, you know, it's for 602s, so it's a stamp steel rocker arm. Yeah. Um, no, there's no reason to sell matched rocker arms. Um, if anyone thinks that two or three thousandths worth of valve lift is going to equate to even one horsepower, they're, you know, unfortunately <laughs> ill-informed. Uh and I would like to sell them the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> no, I don't want to sell them anything because I won't. Sell <laughs> I, I, like that. I really don't because I, yeah. I don't scam people out of shit. Yeah. And honestly, that's everything. That's what it is. It's a total scam. Uh, just another 
marketing ploy. I mean, this company's like stolen. Gosh, the skylight thing, all sorts mm. of stuff. I mean, they're they're a bunch of. It's not worth mentioning. No, nah, it ain't worth mentioning. No, nah, bunch nah. of crooks. It happens. Yeah. Yep. And uh, no racing this weekend, but we did watch the Kentucky Derby. Oh, that was badass. It was. It was. Holy shit! I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I won eight dollars. You did. Not because my horse won, because I finished second. Right. So I was. I had the highest finishing horse. So I won eight dollars. I was all. I was all kind of happy. Yeah, we were just kind of picking picking off the list. It, it actually surprised me that there was that many horses. I didn't realize that many horses started in the race, like twenty yeah. something. You know, that was a that was a lot of horses amazing. for sure, for sure. But yeah, for that horse to win, uh, I mean, I I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, ultimate come from behind freaking victory, and that that jockey and that horse, they were like just covered in freaking dirt. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was totally cool. Yes, yes. Yes, definitely. And again, you guys, feel free to drop in um, into the comments, you know, say hi and, and leave us a, a question here. So we love answering questions on the show. Actually, that's like 90 percent of our show is just answering questions. Well, so, hopefully. Yeah. So feel free. To, <laughs> feel free to drop. I mean, in. Now, now's kind of the question. time where, you know, we're off the clock and it's like a little bit more laid back and, you know. Well, I'm super. I'm, laid not, back. Aggra I'm not aggravated, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm super laid back because I decided that I'm taking a vacation this week. So Yeah, you are. I am. I'm you're, on vacation. You're doing a staycation. I am. Yeah. You know, I don't know, probably go somewhere sort of out of town, but like day trip or something. Right. I just really, really needed it. So that's where I'm at. Well, you you learned a weld yesterday. Now I'm super excited about that. Yes. So I met the folks from Pit Weld U, they're in Mooresville, North Carolina. I met them at the Cars Racing Show, and I found out that they offered not just, I mean, they've got welding degrees and certificates, and they do testing and training, and they do all of that, but they also have workshops. And this was a half-day workshop, and the coolest thing is I went with my dad. Yep. And, you know, I was a little worried. Who can actually weld? Oh, my dad's like, <laughs> my dad is MacGyver when it comes right. to that stuff. So my dad can make something out of anything. He's right. master fabricator, yeah. welder, just he's really incredible. So, you know, I was a little worried that it was like, you know, hey, this is all going to be review or something. But no, he's like, he's like, you always have to be open to learning yeah. new things. And he's like, yeah, I, I learned something. You know, Absolutely. It was, it was good. There's always always something, and he really liked the material. He really respected the materials that they provided. And I'll be honest, I lo I looked at what you welded, and you actually did a pretty damn good job. Well, thank you, so, thank you. You know, and I'll I'll be editing a video and putting it out on my channel, just talking about the experience. But you know, it, it was just really cool connecting, being able to do something that I've wanted to do for I don't want to say my entire life, but probably most of my adult life ever since I saw artists that did did some welding with their sculptures because I'm, I'm not going to be your girl to like fix your chassis. It'll be, I'm not going to let you paint. I've actually gotten better. I'm okay with that. I, you just, yeah, whatever. Um, I will, I'll be painting my creations here. So, okay. But anyway, I'm just saying your welding was better than the painting I've seen in the past. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, you're talking about spray painting. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. try to get spray painting over with cause it hurts my hand. So seriously i hear you yeah um now i got tendonitis really bad so like pushing like buttons and stuff is is just tough right tough so so anyway but welding was it was really cool so i learned enough to i don't know you push dangerous. my buttons every now and again <laughs> um so my new welder is in the van right now 
<laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you bought a welder. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, it's, it's, it may have been my first time, but it will not be my last. So then I've got to figure out a whole, and I was looking at welding tables online today. Right. Yeah, because that's the next thing I have to have. There you go. Um, I already have my gloves. Dad bought me a pair of gloves. Nice. They're really cool. Awesome. And I have a helmet now. I just have to go get some gas and a welding table. And some boots so you don't burn through your shoes. Oh. When you, you know, well, get a little slag or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have hiking boots, so those right. would be fine. That'll work. So that's not a problem. No, not a problem at all. Um, all righty. So we got some folks here. I see Mike is here. He says, hello, Kate and Steve from Waterloo, New York. Right. Finger Lakes Wine Country. Nice. Well, that's pretty cool. I grew up in Waterloo, Iowa. So that's interesting mm -hmm. that there's a Waterloo, Waterloo, New York. Uh, oh, it looks like um, Dwayne has a question here. Yeah. He says, I just bought a 14 race old 602. It has button seals. Valve Springs, supposed to be three races old, ran in a modified. Going to run in a late model. What are some things I need to check before I crank it? It has sat for about four months. Um, it, it depends on how it was stored, honestly. I mean, what, one, of, one of the big mistakes I see when people store engines is... Um, before they shut them off, they don't, you know, put any sort of lubricant <coughs> in the engine to uh, uh, lubricate the cylinder walls and the piston rings. So a lot of times engines that have sat that long, they'll have the cylinder walls have a little bit of rust in them or something like that. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot you can do about that scenario. But what I would do is probably squirt some oil in the cylinders, honestly, uh, with the plugs out and like, you know, I'm not talking like a quart of oil. I'm I'm saying like squirt some oil in there with like a squirt can and, you know, turn the engine over by hand and hopefully get some of that rust where it's not going to like wipe the rings out the first time you start it. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, honestly, fire it up, I guess. Um, and is that going to fall out the plugs? Yeah, yeah, the oil, it's going to foul. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be using so you know, the plugs you're going to go race with. The, so, yeah, you know, but I mean, the idea of having the plugs out when you do that is, you know, you're not like putting a ton of oil in there. You're not putting a half quart of oil in per cylinder. I mean, you're squirting some oil in there and it's still going to foul the plugs. But then, you know, initial startup. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, all right. We got um, from On the Bars. Tell me a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, tell me a little more about the 602 carb on the restrictor. Where to get and the size? I don't understand. Um, it may have been what we talked about last week with the. Remember we were talking oh, about a two barrel oh, carburetor yeah, 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 yeah. and. I remember. Okay. All right. So maybe, so maybe refresh the folks. Who yeah, I think it, I think it was like a one two fifty restrictor plate. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. So I'm. I was. I recommended running at least a one two fifty or smaller center section. So if it was me, I would run like a 600 center, center section on that. Um, now, the question is, does it have to be a OEM, meaning a Holly center section, or can be like a billet center section or, or whatever? I don't remember if we covered I, that I, or not. I think it had to be, I think it had to be a, a standard, if I'm it, not If mistaken. it is a standard, then I, hell, I'd run an M600 on the damn thing. Okay. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that's what I'd do. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike says, um, I now, well, the, the, the other part is like, where's where does the where is the restrictor plate? Is it on the base plate of the carburetor or can it be under the you know spacer you're gonna run? Things like that. So 
if it's under the spacer, then I would run a spacer that is tapered to the restrictor plate. If it's got to be under the carburetor, then I would run that 600 center section for sure. Now, it's going to take some dyno in and dicking around with, but I think that would be your best combination, in my opinion. Cool. That's just based off something I've never had to do before because we don't run under that kind of rule, but that's just my first thought. Just conceptually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike says, I run a quarter inch carb spacer. Is that better than a one inch? Now, you know, he, now Mike has not said if he has a 602 or a 604 here, but um, maybe give us that answer in, in both of those scenarios, Steve. Um, like on a 604, what I found is that 5.8 carburetor spacer that HVH makes is about the best. Um, they also make like a half inch. Um, I'm not a big fan of the half inch one. Uh, the 5.8 one I'm, I actually like. Um, as far as like a 602 goes, I don't know of any quarter inch carburetor spacers. So if there's something out there that I don't know about, I mean, please tell me. Um, but yeah, the five eights on the six Oh four is like normally the way to go. And a one, one inch on a six Oh two with just uh, one inch on a six Oh two with a center divider is what we would normally run. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, and I see Robert says finally caught an episode. Yeah. Well, welcome. You Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> And uh, back to the 602 uh, carb with a restrictor on the bar says we are a CT4412 and they're under the spacer. Oh, so it, it yeah. sounds like they have to have a 4412 carburetor, which right. is a standard. Well, then, yeah, then I would I would I would have a spacer built to uh, taper to the to the uh, restrictor. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way to go. Cool. That'll work. Now, are you finding that with the uh, engines that are coming in, are you selling more 602s or 604s? Um, honestly, it's been about even. Uh, of course, selling anything right now is an issue, right, right. as it has been, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, since last year. Yeah. Um, but, but or yeah. demand, I should say. What is the demand yeah, looking like? For the you? demand, I'm going to say, mm, this year it's probably been 50 50. Uh, I think 602s are probably a little bit higher demand than what 604s are mm -hmm. interesting um, so yeah well cool cool all right oh and uh with that whole 602 carburetor mm -hmm. and restrictor he says we have a bunch of dumbasses, uh 6500 chip and the restrictor plate well i mean we'd normally say a 6400 64 is what we yeah turn yeah but 6500 um, chip and the restrictor plate yeah i mean 65 i mean you're pissing in the wind Honestly, I mean, there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's like such a bizarre set of rules though. I mean, I, I don't honestly know of anything that we deal with where that is like the rule. I think it so was I'm, asphalt. I'm, I'm curious where it's guess, at. I'm yeah. guessing it's asphalt. Right. Yeah. And, 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 um, out West yeah. is my, I, is I, my I don't remember honestly. Yeah. Oh, uh, Robert says, uh, we spent the last year wrenching and learning on a 604 late model, and now we're running a limited motor cool. in the process of building a street stock now. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Oh, yeah. gosh, thanks so much. Absolutely. It reminds me of uh, with, with street stocks. If you're really looking to level up your game, uh, one thing that I think we've both been really proud to be involved with is the Race Logic chassis schools. And that's yeah. not even my company or anything. Yeah. Um, I've just gone and filmed those and just the knowledge there, if you really want to level up your level um items for a street stock go to racelogic.vip great classes just incredible instructors yeah. um 
you know, Ben Baker. And on the street stock side, we had Justin McCree. We had Robbie Bilbrey, who's mm -hmm. shock builder by night, uh, NASA engineer by day. <laughs> day. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, it's like insane. The amount of knowledge that we're able to bring to that. Yeah. Wade yeah. Cross on shocks. Just great, great group of people. Yeah, no. And I mean, the idea of racing is always progression mm -hmm. in my opinion. So going to from 604s to limiteds, that's great. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that uh, uh, anytime you can afford to progress is a good thing. Uh, nowadays, like affordability to have that option to do that is limited to quite a bit, I think. Agreed. So, well, it, yeah. a lot of times your decision is made for you based on what you're even able Economics. to race yeah. in your area. Though. Correct. Well, and, and, and that, that is true too. That's, yeah, uh, there, that's there been certain, a big... certain areas where that's all they're going to run and limiteds are going to be, you know, right. Whereas, have, have priced themselves out in a lot of places. They're coming back now mm -hmm. or they, they were coming back like gangbusters for about two years. It'll be interesting to see what happens with like all, all the shortages on everything and the tire situation and everything else, how that actually works out. You know, but I, but I think, I mean, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think with some of these limited series and, and not trying to paint with a really broad brush here, but there's just um, a, a little more wiggle room with like tire selection and things like that. There, there could be, I, Whereas, I, I don't know. I don't, it's not something I pay attention to. So, I mean, part of it is what can you even get these days? Right. I mean, parts um i mean what, what can you get right <laughs> and maybe just a little bit less restrictive in that yeah in that yeah, uh, sure. standpoint so there's some availability because they have the ability the limited well, i mean i mean i mean uh, the thing i see a lot is i don't care whether it's super racing or limited racing or whatever i mean every a lot of these guys around the country not naming locations or anything else i'm just saying a lot of guys are like one broken rod away from running a crate motor. Mm -hmm. In other words, if they're running a limited or a super or whatever, one broken rod on a $50,000 super motor or one broken rod on a $35,000 limited motor. I mean, that ruins your whole damn year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of our customers that I see that, that, that we've had here in the last few years, that honestly, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So they got an engine failure of some sort. Oh shit. I can't afford to fix it this year. Going to go crate racing. So they go crate racing. Then they go back, you know, a year or two later when they can afford to fix the actual engine. Yeah. And, and Robert's got a great point. He says the, uh, that jump to limited was a big change mm -hmm. and was shocked how many suspension changes had to be made to get the car to handle the same way because of power delivery. Oh, absolutely. Suspension's huge. Huge. It's massive. <laughs> it's massive. We we went yeah. we went and tested with my son's shock guy. Uh, gosh, quite a well, probably a month ago now. And then he raced what two weeks ago, I guess, three weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. And just what we learned in that one night of dealing with him and everything. It God, it's all about shocks. Honestly, it is. Yeah. It's, it, it's gone that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. Suspension is like the number one. Well, the number two thing, because I think the number one thing is still maintenance. It's still just. Well, I mean, you got to finish the race to win yeah, the race, right, obviously. But, right. But as but, far as performance goes. Performance wise, the shock thing is just so huge right now. And, and that's what's so big in the like the race logic chassis school stuff. I mean, we this year we did, of course, the uh, the uh, dirt late model or crate late model and the street stock. And right. It was so suspension heavy for sure. 
because that's the most important part mm -hmm. for sure. And oh, and Mike says back to the quarter inch spacer. He yeah. says we run a dirt car sportsman here in New York. Mm -hmm. Bicknell Racing Products sells quarter inch spacers. Mm -hmm. We had a one inch, and we're told that one quarter inch is better. Seems to be better, but wonder what you thought. I still don't don't know what which engine. Oh. Uh, six hundred two or six hundred four. Um, I think the dirt car sportsman tells me it's a six hundred two. Okay, it, I'm, if just it's a crate. I'm just not from. I'm just not from. Yeah, it, if it's a crate. Uh, no, because I'm not sure. No, the one the one inch with the center divider is the most power that we've seen. Uh, um, there's very few applications where we've seen anything be better than that. Uh, but we haven't tried. I mean, have you tried the quarter inch pick now? I have not, but it's a quarter inch, and on the asphalt engines that we've tested where they have to run straight on the intake manifold. My guess is going to be, it's going to suck. And he said it's a 602, just right. like I thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's my, that's my guess is going to suck because a quarter inch from oh being on the intake manifold ain't much. But it could also be shorter tracks too. Like quarter I mile mean, track. Potentially. I, I'd, I'd have to look at it. Um, yeah. I'm a Bicknell dealer, but I hadn't really dug into their car yeah, spacer. So. I mean, I mean, my guess is no. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and, and on the 602 with the restrictor plate on the bars, is, and he says no dirt and SE, uh, Southeast, well, mm -hmm. Eastern Ohio is where they're located at. Gotcha. Robert says, I've seen a few of their videos come across YouTube and we're amazing. So that's cool. Thank you. I'm going to blush over here. Uh, Doug's here saying, hey, Kate and Steve, thanks yeah. for joining us here tonight, Doug. Absolutely. And on that, making that switch to limited, Robert says shocks and rear <clears throat> gearing made the biggest changes for mm -hmm. us. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's a question we get a lot is, hey, I'm going to such and such a track. Like, what gear should we use? Like, we don't, I don't know. I, I mean, freeze the race car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs> it's such an art. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and and Craig's um, weighing in on the conversation about the space. Mm -hmm. He says a quarter inch seems to work better on small tracks, more bottom end torque on that yeah so, i mean yeah I, know, I, I, I don't know i mean it's being just, in the south I'm our just, situation is so different totally different i'm, I'm guessing mm -hmm. when i'm saying this just like i said before but yeah I, my best guess is no but i'd actually have to test it i don't i, I don't know because i don't know yeah so yeah just different combinations and well we just we right. don't even have any of those short tracks down i here. know on a 604 with a single plane intake manifold no the five eights works best, mm -hmm. um, not the half inch. So I would assume a quarter inch isn't going to work any better because nobody makes one. Uh, as far as the 602, um, the biggest thing that I've seen on the 602 in our testing is that stupid ass center divider, which rounds off the damn dual plane intake manifold where it goes dead square there in the middle. Um, on the asphalt stuff that we've tested, that we've tested, where they have to run the uh, carburetor straight on the intake manifold, no spacer, um, it sucks. So, again, don't know about the quarter inch. It's all an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not an experiment. I mean, it can be scientifically scientifically proven, but it's well, not well, something <laughs> that I've had the that's, opportunity that's... to scientifically prove. This works or this doesn't work. Yeah, but an experiment so. is a scientific thing. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. it, it's, yeah. I didn't say you were guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, guessing because I don't know. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, Stu is here from Australia. Yeah. Says, good day, guys yeah. from across the pond. Yeah. I'm literally on the other side of the world where it is. Right. It's 730 here. I think it's maybe 630 where Stu's at. So 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Gosh, I haven't even looked if, if Australia has gotten any sorts of source or any sense of normal or if they're still in lockdown. I don't even know. Well, that's not on the news now. It's all Ukraine. So, well, no, Ukraine was, <laughs> Ukraine was so two weeks oh, it was ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. So, that's right. yeah, now we have Supreme Court, and oh, yeah, yeah, um, that's right. and my whole YouTube feed is either Supreme yep. Court or Johnny Depp. Yeah, like that's, that's true. it. Yep. So, but I think we're on a ten day break of that one. I think they're not coming back till next week. Okay, so yeah, we'll have yeah. like two weeks of Supreme Court. Yeah, I, I guess it's hard to right. say. I don't even know. I'm already over it. Yeah. I just, I'm just over all of it. <laughs> I didn't even turn on the TV today. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, wow. Are we still? Are we not at a war still? Well, I do know my brother-in-law is coming from Australia. That's exciting. So he'll be here at the end of the month. Cool. So it, this is my son Alex's uh, uncle. We'll so, have to have yeah, him on the show. Here. Yeah, we'll God, fun. we have. Yeah, we'll have him on the show. Well, he's a big. Uh, enjoy it. He's a big Formula One fan. Well, we're going to a NASCAR race in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So cool. he's coming for that. And all that. So oh, that'll be fun. Um, speaking of Charlotte, I believe the. Uh, XR series is this week at the dirt track in Charlotte. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so if you're in, find yourself in the North Carolina area, um, I, don't, mm. I don't know that I'll make it down there since I'm on steak. I don't know. Who, yeah. who knows? I, I'm making I'm no not, plans I'm on not, my I'm staycation. I'm not going because Alex is supposed to race if it's not raining. Yeah. And I think there's like 70% chance of rain this weekend, so mm -hmm. we'll see. Gotcha. And uh, Craig mentions, he says, uh, talking about shocks, they are huge. We have a shock guy real close to us and a pull-down machine. Mm -hmm. Best money you can spend. Oh, I agree. Wow. 100%. That's, uh, yeah, having a pull-down rig close by. That, that, that and data acquisition. Huge. <laughs> well, especially now, I, I think this is the time for data acquisition to, to shine because, yeah. you know, it, it used to be that. And we actually bought a system from you mm -hmm. for Alex's car. Mm-hmm. The data acquisition so yeah because of the number of laps it'll it'll save going to the track and just the gas it'll chase save going to the track and or, or learning as much as you can when you're getting yeah, it just practice what, laps. what you can learn with it and then yeah. you you know you're able to actually communicate real world numbers to the shock guy yeah so that makes a huge difference and Stu says that back in australia they're pretty much back to normal just living with it now yeah, yeah. so good well that's good, good. yeah Oh, Jeremiah Reed is here. He's got a long one. And mm -hmm. I, Jeremiah, I want to say that I've noticed your YouTube channel. You're doing some cool stuff over there and your TikTok. I just started following you over there. So uh, Jeremiah does a great job with some video, you guys. So check check out what he's been what he's been doing on YouTube and and on uh, TikTok, especially. Just mm -hmm. those are the ones that I'm on. So I got you. Um, so he says I got a question for Steve because I'm stumped. Mm -hmm. The car gets hot in a matter of a few laps, like 220 in six laps from 140. Plugs look good. It's a sport mod, open motor, 36 degrees of timing, 77 jets on a 4412 two barrel, same as last year with no issues. Jones pulley setup, uh, 5.875 inch water pump pulley, five and a half inch crank pulley, yeah, was so running Jones three blade fan, switched the race fan four blade after the first night, radiator is brand new. Running restrictions in place of thermostat, what else should I check? So if he's running hot with all these things. Uh, what kind on, of fuel are you on? Oh, and he's in, uh, I believe Jeremiah's in Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. So, so it's going to be gas? Um, it, I assume. Yeah, if if he's well, yeah, with a 44 two barrel, that tells me it's sport mod. Um, so I'm, it's going to be gas of some kind. It's going to be gas. But we'll find out in a minute here. And a sport mod is like an open wheel modified car, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. It's going to be the, it's, there, he's going to compete with like the 602 mod, modifieds. Okay. Would be, would be my guess. Right. Because you've got like A mods and. 
sport mods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll find out the fuel here in just, uh, a, just first a thing I do is take the damn restrictor out of it. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, especially if you're now, are you running a double pass, single pass or triple pass radiator? And he's running the 91 pump gas. No. And yeah. what, what radiator? Okay. Cause I don't think he, he just says it's brand new, but we'll find out. Yeah. So triple pass could do that as well. And we always recommend a double pass. Yeah. Double pass, no restrictor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll wait till Jeremiah responds here and try to get to the bottom. of. And then the other question is, is it pushing water? Yeah. That's a big so, one that you always look out. Well, that's honestly, we've solved more guys's issue with asking that question than anything else. Cause I've had guys call me and go, Oh man, this thing's running 250 after 10 laps. Well, and it's a double pass. Double pass. All right, take the restrictor out because you do not need a restrictor with a double pass radiator. The actual double pass itself is enough restriction. Mm -hmm. So pull that thing out. That'd be the first thing I'd do. Um, and what, what was I mumbling about before? Uh, the. Uh, uh, well, the fuel you were asking about. Well, fuel. I mean, no, that, now I know that. But um, the other common thing that we run into. I mean, the, oh, pushing the, water. The pulleys are fine. The other thing is, like, what do you say, 230, 220? 220, it should be pushing a little bit of water just from expansion. Um, if it's not pushing water from expansion, then I would look at the gauge. Because what we found here in the last, especially the last three years, all these gauges are coming from fucking China. And they suck. And we have found so many bad damn water temp gauges it's ridiculous i mean the calls i get every day from guys going oh man this thing's running hot okay we'll check the gauge by meaning check the gauge you know put it in boiling water make sure it's accurate get a call back oh yep gauge was screwed on a new gauge oh yeah no it's running 190 or 180 you know so and, and you always say don't worry about that. it unless you're pushing water on on that is what you and i mean quite honestly i mean it, if you're not pushing water, it can run at 220 all day long. Um, the other thing I would look at would be the uh, radiator cap. Mm. Make sure the cap is suitable for the radiator. Um, we ran into a rash of problems years ago with a couple different uh, radiator manufacturers out there that were where the where the where the cap seals that gap between the cap and where it bottoms out on the o-ring or, or the uh rubber the gasket thing mm -hmm. gasket deal um it was too tall so oh. you might have a 25 pound cat that's blowing off at 15 pounds oh. so i would certainly check that um gosh there's just like as far as cooling goes there's just so many things to go over um that's the most common things your pulleys are fine uh both fan fan, both fine. both fan blades should be fine um what about running a shroud depending on well depending on diameter of the fan and whether you got a shroud or not i mean i would certainly run a shroud and have it a tight fitting shroud <clears throat> um with either the three blade or the four blade mm -hmm. um other than that gosh it can be one each anything else but I, I would check those things first um nine times out of ten honestly it's been the gauge in about the last three years mm-hmm Oh, um, Jeremiah says you might push out a water bottle's worth after I shut it off. Okay, that's normal expansion then. Uh, so, I mean, that that's not surprising to me at all. Um, so I would check the things that I just listed. Cool. 
All right, Andy is here. He says, I don't know if you've answered this question before, but I've seen where different places are selling the true 1.5 rockers <laughs> because the, on the 602s, they're of a very wide range from 1.3 to 1.5. I think somebody asked you about that on the phone today and what happened when they, when they asked you that? Well, I didn't mean to make the person feel bad by any means, but I laughed at him. And uh, again, I just didn't, I thought it was a joke at first. Yeah. Um, but no, whoever's telling that is completely full of fucking shit. So you're talking about a very, you're talking about a stamp steel product. So that stamp steel product, um, you're going to have a variance. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have a variance, anything stamp steel. Um, is it going to equate to anything more than, let, let's just say it equated to let's you know, let's just say you had one rocker that checked at you know four twenty five lift, and you had the next one that checked at four thirty. Um, does that equate to anything? The answer is no. So, in other words, like I don't care whether you have all sixteen rockers checking at four thirty, and then sixteen more checking at four twenty five. That's not going to make one horsepower, one foot pound of torque difference, period. So all this stuff where people have made special machines and did all this crap to check rockers, they're full of shit. Um, you're certainly not going to be throwing rockers away. And by the way, unless you know how to check this shit, how the fuck are you going to believe them? Because I can tell you, I can I can send you a set of one threes today, and tell you they're one fives. Can you check them? Are you gonna be able to check them? I'm gonna say ninety five percent of the racers out there can't. So you're just trusting me to send you something that I say is, you know, marked in green or marked in yellow or marked in red. And you're talking about what? What was it like twenty thousands or two thousand? What was it? Five thousands. Five thousands. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, and, and what is now, the, what is the size of a human hair? No, well, the <laughs> three thousands. Okay. So the average human hair is three thousands thick. So take that and add, you know, two thirds of another human hair to it. And that's what we're talking in total lift at the valve. Well, and so, and, and we're talking about stuff that just if, like rambles around like crazy. If anyone understands airflow, five thousands is not going to make a shit bit of difference. That's why when people test heads on flow benches, they don't go five thousandths at a time. They go a hundred at a time. Mm -hmm. So the difference between a like a, a one a true one point five and a one point five two or a one point four eight equates to nothing. Well, and it's just not zero. A, but it's not a static thing in in the fact that these it's are going to move. Well, it's not static either because you're also dealing dealing with a fucking hydraulic lifter. Right. So you got a hydraulic lifter that somehow you're worried about gaining or losing 5,000 worth of lift. I'd be more concerned about the oil you're running and how well that lifter stays pumped up than I would be about the difference between a 1.5 and a 1.45 rocker, for instance. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, maybe we need to have like a factor crap video. So this, yeah. is, this is where I need one of those spotlights. And I, I, I'm, I'm not jumping on you for asking the question. I mean, but this shit gets on my nerve not your question 
but the shit that gets on my nerves is people out there outright fucking scamming people. And it fucking pisses me off. I made a post on Facebook after I, was, I got tagged in this shit that these assholes fucking posted. I made a fo- post on Facebook, which is actually, you can go to my Facebook page and see it because I, I made it public, that I am selling matched and rated valve covers <laughs> along with matched and rated freaking <laughs> valve cover, cover breathers and hose clamps. But my question is... Well, it's just here, fucking unbelievable. But here's my question, though. Like this. Well, but hey, I mean, are you at least going to throw in a quart of blinker fluid with that? I could. Okay. And the next thing I'm going to come out with is a fucking muffler bearing for our name and our version muffler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and I ain't jumping on you, man. I, I, I'm sorry. No. I, I just get passionate about certain things, and that that's one of those things I get passionate about because I despise people just outright fucking ripping people off. Well, actually, and that's that was, exactly what I see. Well, that was the motivation for starting Crate Insider in the first place was to really put that, rumors, rumors and myths <laughs> to rest and try to give the the best, most accurate, factual information so that the folks that were saying ridiculous things weren't taking advantage of racers. So that was that has always been at the heart of any of the tech stuff that we do at Crate Insider any of the tech articles or videos or, or anything. And of course now we have a podcast and show. And, yeah. And, and there, there's certainly a, a certain segment of society out there that's going to take advantage of anything they can take advantage of <clears throat> for profit. Now, Ryan is asking, I mean, did you sell out of the match valve covers yet? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Thank God nobody bought them. <laughs> and they actually read the fine print at the bottom saying, this is an actual joke. Yeah. Please do not buy any bullshit where people say it's, matched and rated and blah 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 yeah now back to jeremiah's question um i'm talking about cooling he's running the dominator shroud so that's a good shroud you know yeah i mean it works it's functional Mm -hmm. um i think i I mean you can hand fabricate one that will be better Mm -hmm. so i would certainly look into doing that if you have any kind of fabrication skills when it comes to aluminum or whatever but and i see jim is here saying good evening and Dave's like, educate the listeners. Yes. <laughs> and, and Andy says, you know, kind of what I thought. Thanks for answering the question. Yeah, no, it's, it's no problem. And again, I wasn't like trashing you I'm, for asking no. the question by any means. It's just like I was not trying to trash the dude on the phone today. Yeah. It's just I, I get so passionate about that shit that it fucking drives me crazy when people just outright rip people off. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. And the bad part about it is. The uninformed, which hopefully I'm informing people, the uninformed are going to be the ones who pay the price. And they're going to definitely pay the price because there's going to be dudes out there who are going to buy this stuff. And to me, it's just sad. Apparently the doorbell rang, so. Well, I don't know what's going on out there. But at, at any rate, no, so... If you want to look at something funny, go look at my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, and look up my match valve covers. Because, you know, I might get lucky and sell a set. <laughs> You're on your own now. I'm just telling you. <laughs> God knows that would never happen. But. I know. I know. Um, uh, Jeremy's here. He says, wish, you, wish they would put an anti-pump-up lifter in the 602 motors. 
Yeah. Anti pop up lifter. Right. I don't know anything about those. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, it's still six of twos are still basically a truck engine with a different cam in it, and you know some other ch little changes here and there, but that's essentially what it is. Yeah. And Zach is here. He says, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Loving my new anti-reversion mufflers can definitely tell a difference. Zach, I'll bet you can hear the difference. <laughs> well, you'll definitely be able to tell the difference. I, can, I mean, no matter what the application, we have yet to put those on anything where they don't work. And this is not like selling valve covers or matched fucking rocker arms. No, right, right. These, this actually, I, I only promote shit that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the only other things that go on to the Crate Insider site is if it's non-performance and I just think it's cool and shiny. Um, but if well, it's performance, yeah. yeah. But if it's performance, cool and it's always good vetted. I love cool and shiny. So I love <laughs> things like my pit bikes and my right. GoPro mounts and and all of that kind of right. kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, and what's oh, I'm I'm gonna about to be a premature promoter here. Uh oh. Mm-mm. I usually am not. Usually I'm I usually kind of say you that. are you're usually the one that does that. But I do have exciting news. We need to update the website. But uh -oh. you told me what yes. came in today. Got a whole pallet of Kaiser wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 those have been a long time. I mean, these were ordered in February of 2021. And uh I, I have to just go through and and just double check of what you know, what we're actually receiving before I can update the website. Right. But I see that happening probably tomorrow. And I think the majority of them are, these are all going to be wide five aluminum. I think the majority of them are going to be beadlocks with black centers because right. those, the powder coated black. It's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know how tall this pallet is, but it, it, it's a, it's a good number of wheels. There's an ass load of wheels on this pallet. Yeah. I can tell you that. Well, I mean, they're big. They kind of seem like they take up more room there, you know, right. they're, Whereas other things are like Jello, you know, there's always room for more. But wheels, you can't. You're talking room. 16 by 16 boxes. It's four high. Yeah. Okay. That's not. That full. makes me. I'm so bigger than normal. That's very. But um, you know, just big, huge congratulations to Kaiser for. For getting yeah, their production and for anybody who doesn't know their plant burned down in March of last year of 2021. I can't even imagine the challenge of trying to put together a factory in this 2021, 2022 yeah. um, time frame, get production going and all of that. So, um, and I also need to double check on the pricing, you know, right. see where we're at with that. So, so there's a couple of things that I have to do, but I would expect in the next couple of days or so that we'll have that updated on the website. And I'm, and I'm, I'm just, I'm so thrilled and happy for Kaiser and grateful to get wheels yep, for sure. So exactly. it's, it's just a little bit of hope here. Yep. And Jeremy says, how are the 85 thermostat kits going? Excited to save some fuel. Okay. Um, I have some things from art and I need to find out how these pieces go together. Yep. So pretty much what I have right now in, in, in a box is different pieces. Which and we can show you. Yeah. But you still need to talk to art about the pricing and everything. Co correct. I, I believe, there's, yeah. this, there's just, there's, you know, it, it's not like it's already comes together in a thing. I have to the, like negotiate the, all of that. The problem he's struggling with right now. And I, don't mean to speak for him. So if he's on here, he can speak for himself, but, uh, cause a lot of times he'll be on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the problem he's running into right now is raw material. Oh yeah. So it's like us dealing with like center sections on carburetors that, that we build and all that stuff right now. It's fluctuate. It's fluctuating so crazy that there really is no set price on a lot of this built aluminum. 
And so it's going to vary quite a bit from shipment to shipment. Haven't seen anything go down. It's always going up. But they don't know what their paint or what their cost is until they actually get the material in, get a process. You know what I mean? Right. So we don't know. Right. Because the next batch might be higher. It's absolutely insane right now. Well, and you know, and every manufacturer is struggling with this. And so, I mean, and I'm sure there's a, I, I know there's a lot of uh, talk out there, not necessarily in racing, but just in the consumer level in general, that retailers are absolutely just, you know, taking advantage of consumers. Yes. That's not it. Um, it's just tough. I mean, the manufacturers are getting hit on the back end with these material increases, right. you know, the raw materials, and they're just, they're just trying to kind of, you can't be upside down. And as a retailer, yeah. you know, I find that sometimes my wholesale price is now what my youth retail used to be. So, yeah, exactly. you know, like all I'm doing, I am just doing my darndest to try to keep up with these price increases and, it, I mean, look at 602 sucks. and 604 engines for going for up a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, it's it ultimately equates to more than that, but right. It's unreal. So, right. And, and it's all of the different components that are going into that. These, these it price increases within the last year have been just astronomical. And I would say a larger the point where you can't keep up with it. Well, on the larger part of it. Yeah. And we can't. And we've got a pretty decent tracking system. I mean, I'm not big. I'm not a big player. Like, no Jags or Speedway or, you know, like those guys. Well, but if, you know, I'm a, I'm a small retailer, but, but well, what I, what, what I can tell yeah, you, simple. what I can tell you is a year ago, I could sell you a complete package deal, 604 crate late model engine blueprinted out of the box where we, you know, go with, go in and blueprint the engine, reseal it with crate racing USA or rush seals. And it, it, this is like a plug and play. So I'm selling you everything but a race car. Mm -hmm. So everything engine related. Like carb to headers. But a race car. At that point, it was 14.8. Okay. For everything. Carb to, to headers. Today, it's 16.5. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. And it, it it's all of those incremental prices, uh, price price increases yes. throughout the whole thing. Um, Here's a question right here. Um, Team 12 Racing says, is there any advantage to the digital MSD box compared to a chip MSD box? Uh, what are the differences other than price? I have seen no advantage to, to either or. I mean, I've got customers running both. So, no, um, I have not seen that. Now, we did have a customer come in the other day who and dyno with us. And the reason he came in dyno, as a matter of fact, he drove for like, I think, eight hours away. Um, is they had a digital MSD box and somewhere between the box and the distributor, which it could have been either because I've seen this happen both ways. The polarity ended up being reversed on his deal because they had nothing but, you know, missing problems and all this stuff. So we actually ended up reversing the polarity, solved his problem. He went out and won that literally that next night. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Where they have, they've had nothing but problems for like, 10 races trying to fit. They've replaced everything. Um, so no, I don't think that there's a difference between the digital and the analog. I mean, I, but I mean, both are out there, both are running successfully if they're actually <laughs> correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Scott's here from California. Hi, Scott. Yeah. And and Scott does some really cool paintings and, and amazing works of art. So check out, check him out. He's got some cool stuff yeah. over there. And uh, another Scott says, can your average mechanic ref, uh, freshen up a Burt transmission? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um, 
it's not like rocket science by any means. Um, not as compared to, I don't know, like a, <laughs> I mean, I, I think a power glide is more difficult to go through than a Burt transmission. So yeah, no, the average guy can, can do it for sure. I think most people are scared of doing it. Uh, my brother has done them for years. Hell, I've done them. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. Good. Good to know. Good to know. And uh, Mike says, have you started designing an electric 602, Steve? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a spare time project. Spare time. <laughs> no. It's not Formula One quite yet, so we don't need hybrid shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. What would you think of that Formula One race? Oh, that was fucking awesome. Verstappen won. So. Yeah. I know. He's so, your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge Verstappen fan. I like a dude who actually takes racing serious. So. And I, I think he takes everything seriously. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but he's also funny, though. I mean, his wit is. Well, yeah, because he, yeah, he, I don't know, he just doesn't pull any punches. No. So yeah, I'm a huge Verstappen fan. So, and not just because he won the championship. Not a bandwagon guy. I've loved that kid since he freaking started racing Formula One at 16. So no, he's 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 a badass. Um, that being said, I do also like Leclerc. And Carlos I, Sainz. I like those guys. 